Talking Seinfeld is proudly brought to you by the Four Finger Discount Network. Yellow. Yes. Yes, she is. Hold on. Um, it's for you. Oh. Hello? Hi. No, no, it was great. Right on time. No, I- I'm going to stay here tomorrow. Yes, yes, it's fine. <laughs> no, we're going on a boat ride. Uh, uh, don't be silly. Uh, I- I'm not going to have this conversation. Uh, look, I- I'll call you tomorrow. Okay, bye. <sighs> Never get engaged. <laughs> You're engaged? You, know, you really have no idea what it's like until you actually do it. I'm on this emotional roller coaster. You're engaged? You know, I can't believe it myself sometimes. You have to start thinking in terms of we. It's a very stressful situation. You're engaged. Yeah, yeah he's a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> you really like him. You know, I can't wait to get on that boat. Me too. <laughs> Welcome to Talking Seinfeld, the podcast where we discuss everything we know about the show about nothing. I am Dando. I'm Guy. We're here today to discuss the episode that started it all, the Seinfeld Chronicles. And I've got to tell you, for an episode that aired over 30 years ago, it, it really still does hold up. You know, considering when this came out, what, 89? 89, yeah. We, we sort of... July 5th, 89. Yeah. Look, that's a time when, you know, aspiring to be like, say, a Woody Allen movie was actually, you know, a worthwhile goal as opposed to... No, don't even see the name Woody Allen. Um, and that's what this reminded me of, just like a, a, a neat little, you know, New York story full of people who are sort of, you know, trading banter and, uh, you know, being neurotic and, you know, trying to figure out life and love and the whole damn thing. And, yeah, that's exactly what it reminded me of. So, yeah, it didn't feel like it was packing too much in or no. stretching too much out. It just felt, no, this is just right. There was a couple of moments where I sort of thought the conversations felt a little bit sort of shoehorned in. Like they, I was like, I, I get what you're going for here. This is the style of the show, but this doesn't feel natural. It was only a couple of moments. But I do think this episode benefited from me having been able to have seen the full series and going back to watching this. Because if, if I was watching this for the first time yeah. without knowing what the characters become, I'm not sure whether I would have liked it as much. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I warmed to... to- George, yeah, very much from the get go, because he, he didn't really feel like what you now regard as classic George or vintage George. I mean, he was a, a bit less of a schmuck. He was like the the wingman, really, kind of. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he and Jerry felt very much kind of like equals. He still, he was still neurotic. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I mean, no, there was just more sort of um, Jason Alexander wasn't sort of <laughs> no, no, he wasn't so mopey. He was no. actually had a bit of sort of zip and pep to him, and he was the glue that held this episode together. I think very much so. Yeah. And, and didn't uh, I think I said he didn't feel like so much of a doormat. He just no. felt like uh, yeah, just a friend who you know would occasionally mess up or be down on his luck, but you know just as much as Jerry would. On the other hand, Kramer, who I I don't know, I don't man, think Michael I, Richards. He wasn't willing to go full Kramer yet. No, well, he was I think Kessler he was, at this point. He was, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was still sort of, you know, pushing the uh, pushing the boundaries and figuring out what he could do and what he couldn't. He was doing the facial so expressions. But he was a bit. And it was he, weird. He like, just looks 
creepy. Yeah, he looked <laughs> he looked uncomfortable in this role at this point. Yeah, yeah no, it, it, he just didn't feel like he'd made the role his own yet. He was just trying to be a little cautious. I, I, I'm doing my style, but not full fledged. Yeah. Now, how much of that is Michael Richards? How much of that is on the page? You don't yeah. know. I mean, yeah, yeah. he's still working out. Oh, who was this guy who's you know rocking to the apartment and asking for meat and you know making himself <laughs> all comfortable? And it's, it's a bit of a but but see, by season six that would be funny. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, and it, it became kind of a, a, a stock character in sitcoms as well. I think the sort of the wacky neighbour who, I mean, I think that's probably been around for as long as we've had situation comedies, but not to this weirder degree. Nah, so there was, there was no character like Kramer before Kramer? Or? Oh, look, there probably was. I think neighbours were usually kind of either nosy or nerdy or something along those lines and not really sort of weird agents of chaos like yeah, uh, yeah. like uh, Kramer or Kessler was. Yeah. I don't know, those scenes kind of, yeah, you're right, felt well. I don't know which scenes you were talking about and you would say stuff felt shoehorned in, but they felt kind of like, look, this can't go for 18 minutes. It's got to go for 20-something minutes. Yeah. Let's have a little bit more of, I don't know, this guy and just let him do his thing. I thought the conversation between Kessler, Kramer, and George about the real estate just sort of went nowhere. Yeah. That was the one moment where I sort of went, oh, well, that was a bit of a dud. It was yeah. a bit, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, generally it's just, you know, it's got a good- It is the pilot, though, so. Yeah, but it's got a good solid through line of like, okay, this girl's coming to town. Does she like me? Does she not like yeah. me? Trying to read the signs. I mean, yeah, that's it's just- very relatable. From a very. If this felt like a very much like a man show. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's all from the guy's <laughs> perspective. There was hardly any female characters. I know she came in at the end and you had Claire at the start, but it was all males, males, males. It was weird not having that uh, Elaine kind of uh, grounding influence around. I mean, yeah. the character of of Claire, the waitress, played by played by Lee Garlington. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I liked her, actually. I mean, I would have liked to have seen mm. more of her. I bet, I bet Lee Garlington's probably a bit pissed off that she didn't get any, <laughs> you know, ongoing Seinfeld residuals or anything like that. But uh, I think it's important, though, that when you have a female character on a show like this, that she's not just the waitress. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, I mean, but she sort of, you know, showed a fair bit of, again, not a doormat. I mean, I think any character on Seinfeld, you know, in- inevitably keeps up. Yep. They're able to sort of hold their own or at least try to. Yeah. Her telling George, oh, well, he, he wanted uh, decaffeinated. No decaffeinated. There was yeah, no marker left on the coffee. That's she right. No mind. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Like, no one has any interest in seeing you on caffeine, George, <laughs> which I thought was pretty neat. Um, it was also just pretty neat seeing Jason Alexander with more hair. Yeah, it was tr- a little odd. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't he know, looked a trimmer as well. He did. So, maybe he was just feeling a bit more sort of bit more confident, a bit yeah. more, you know, full of himself. And then once all the hair went and you let the waistline go, but it's like, okay, well, what, <laughs> I'm George now. You said, you said earlier, though, he just seemed more enthusiastic. He did, but yeah. I guess that's the, when you're doing a pilot, you just sort of, you just, you're going for it, I guess. Yeah, and George Costanza has become a real sort of iconic character, hasn't he, over the as years? A, as a shit person. Yeah, as a, yeah <laughs> just a subpar human being. Who is still yet very relatable. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, He's a bad person we all wish we could be. <laughs> I'll um, I'll do a terrible bit of name dropping here, but okay. I, I, uh, name drop as much as you like. <laughs> you have the the power to go. Years and years ago, when uh, when Mad Men first started on TV, I got to interview the the creator of Matthew Weiner, mm. and this was at the end of the first season. I said, "Oh, you know," um, I said, "Look, I really." I wish I was Don Draper. I'm pretty sure I'm Pete Campbell. And he said, look, we all wish we were Don. We all know we're Pete. That's, yeah. why, we, that's why we put up with Pete. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, guess, I think it's the same with George Costanza. Yeah, really. yeah. I mean, you're, 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 it's both a cautionary tale and a, um, well, not a role model, but, yeah, a reflection. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you're more often, well, maybe I'm speaking for myself here, <laughs> you're more often George than you are, say, Jerry. Well, it's, it's sort of like, well, if George does it, does that mean I can do it? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, George does it. Maybe I shouldn't do it. Well, that's, George learned that himself. He said, I'm going to do the opposite of what I've yeah. always done. And it worked out really it well for him. It very, very well for him. <laughs> I did notice that the stand-up routines appeared more throughout this. Absolutely, so that yeah. sort of was originally going to be the style, I guess. I'm glad they sort of drifted away from having it throughout the episodes because- I felt like it killed the flow a little bit. It did a bit. I mean, in the average Seinfeld episode, how how often? I mean, say your, your classic middle of the run. I, I, for some reason in my mind, I believe it's opens, just start and end. Start and end, yeah. I always thought there were maybe like one more in the middle. Maybe, some, yeah. Sometimes, this sometimes like, not even at the start. It would just cut straight to them talking or whatever. This yeah. felt like a lot, though. This felt like a lot yeah. of stand-up. And which was good. I mean- it's good stand-up. I think that's why he sort of- Actually, you know, it was pretty funny. Yeah, that's why, you know, he caught people's attention in the first place. The, uh, the, the socks in the um, in the dryer? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean- <laughs> And the at the end with the guy honking the horn. Yeah. He is out of ideas. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think I wrote down, I mean, you can see that Seinfeld's got absolute total confidence- Control. On stage. Yep, yeah, yep. I mean- He's not he's not uh, a shrinking violet when it comes to acting and playing Jerry Seinfeld, but I mean, you can notice the difference between him playing a scene with other actors and him just on stage with a mic and just r- ruling. He almost seemed a little soft-spoken throughout the episode. Like, he was just, just not intimidated by the bright lights, but he was like, okay, this is new to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, that's probably why they, there's that uh, different power balance between him and George. Because, I mean, Jason Alexander was already pretty well established at this stage. Yeah. I mean- I watched that horror movie you mentioned, by the way. Oh, The Burning. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I hope you didn't watch it with Nicola because it's in, it's it's gnarly, it's, man. I've watched clips of it, I should say. Yeah, I watched the um the kayak killing scene. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. That's nasty. It's very nasty. Think <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, another is a bit of a digression, but years ago, uh, when I was back at school, I was about you know, fifteen or sixteen or so, and we uh, were doing the school play, and we came back from. Uh, Came back from holidays like two days early to do, you know, full on rehearsals for it. We were all sort of crashing at the drama teacher's house. Okay. Yeah. And um, for reasons that are too long, complicating to do, I had a, like a free membership at a, at a local video store. I didn't have to pay for videos. That's cool. It was pretty neat. That would have been the greatest <laughs> thing ever. And what, what was this, like early 90s? This was in the 80s. In the 80s, okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're like, oh, what are we going to do now? And I said, oh, I could go grab a couple of videos. You would have been the coolest kid ever. Uh, <laughs> If you'd seen a picture of me, that's oh, I'll go get us some videos. <laughs> so I thought, oh, I'll get a, I'll get a horror movie and a, you know, like a dumb teen comedy. And you know, this is a you know mixed group of teenagers or whatever. Not everyone's as like I don't know into horror movies as I am. So I probably should have got like Hall- or something. Halloween or something like that. You know, something that's not you know stylish. Yeah, something that's not too well, there's graphic. No, there's no blood in Halloween, really. There's not really. So, see, yes, I should have got something that's a bit more sort of, you know, ele- you elegant like that. And I got the burden. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, anyone who decides to watch it, it's really good if you're into that kind of thing. But, I mean, it's got like a heap of full frontal nudity and some really nasty graphic violence. Really, and, really bad. And I, I think everyone's watching it going, guys, is this what you sort of, is this what you enjoy to watch on the weekends? <laughs> and I'm <laughs> It's pretty scary, though, right, guys? I remember once. Have you ever heard of a movie called Bloodsucking Freaks? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, it's oh. year, year eight, birthday party, sleepover, <sighs> right? We go to the video shop. Mum says, hi, whatever you want. I'll let you hire it, as long as it's not porn or whatever. <laughs> so, we look at this cover for this movie called Bloodsucking Freaks. We're like, this looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. We go home. We go to the bedroom. <laughs> I let them start watching it without me. I was like, oh, whatever, I'll get there in a minute. I walk in and there's just naked women getting tortured on stage by uh, some- Dwarf? Uh, dwarf, yeah. yeah. And he's just- Ralphus, I think his name was, or something along those lines. And they 
didn't know what to do. They didn't know whether they were supposed to be aroused or grossed out, but they were just sitting there, these little... You know, fourteen-year-old boys going. I don't know what to do now. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> the, yeah <laughs> cause, I mean, yeah, you, you you get those movies when you're like yeah, fourteen or fifteen or so, or you get the movies that you kind of watch at that age, and they're usually like, okay, you know, some pretty girl takes her shirt off for like five seconds or whatever, yeah. or you know, someone gets their throat cut. That's a bit gross. Yeah, yeah, you watch something really it just off goes on and, and graphic on like that. It's like, yeah, you're, you're really <laughs> ruining the mood of the party. <laughs> and I get the feeling I did that with the burning. But that that's happened to me a few times in my life. I mean, uh, I remember watching this. Um, Have you ever ruined a date with a movie choice? Um... There's got to be a time. I don't think I have actually. Okay. We did say you took your partner to see Star Wars once. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yes, I did. <laughs> I did take my ex-wife to see the Phantom Menace, and she, I think she was kind of like, "I can't believe I'm marrying this ex-wife. guy." He <laughs> 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 was really excited about this. Great, uh, but I mean, no, there was um. You've ever heard a horror movie called Black Christmas? There, there was a remake that I've, came out. I've no of it. I've never watched it. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. like three versions. Oh, of okay. It. Yeah, yeah. And the original one was like made in like the 1970s or whatever, and I remember getting that out one video and uh, I was watching it with my dad. And it's, Knowing what it was going to be? I just knew that it was uh, a scary movie. And okay. I was only young. I was only like 11 or so. Was your dad straight-laced when it came to movies? Like he didn't like the gore and- Yeah, I don't know why he was watching this with me. Okay, yeah. In all yeah, honesty. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, it's it's pretty gnarly, but it, one bit that's really, really off is um, it revolves around this killer who he's making obscene phone calls to this um, uh, sorority. And when I say obscene phone calls, he's, he's leaving it all out on the field. I mean, he's using <laughs> everything in the vocabulary, including the C word, which is the first time I'd heard it oh. in a movie, <laughs> let alone probably in real life. And you're in the room with your dad. And I'm in the room with dad. <laughs> and neither of us are looking at one another. I mean, I, I, he could have easily said, I think you should watch something else. And I'm like, I think I agree with you. <laughs> But then, you know, a few years later, I um, ended up watching the Dirty Harry movie Sudden Impact from my, like, my 18th and had a few friends over. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. It's really rapey. No, I haven't. <laughs> I mean, it's – I'm not saying that rape is ever fun, but this is like in a in a really sort of graphic, grimy kind of way. And I think we're all like, yeah, we probably should have chosen something else for the, for the birthday celebration. You but just wait uh, for someone to break the ice going, yeah. bad choice, fellas. Uh, <laughs> Not having fun with this one. <laughs> so, yeah, that, um, I don't know how we got, oh, well, you were talking about the burning that yeah, yeah, Alexander was in with a full head of hair. And uh, maybe pe- we didn't actually mention that at the start. So, if people haven't listened to the first podcast. They'd be like, why the fuck are they talking about the burning? Jason Alexander is in the burning. Yeah. Which is why we discussed it. <laughs> I'm not sure it's on any streaming services, uh, but it's, yeah, on, it's on YouTube. Clips it's on YouTube. Of, clip, various clips of it is, yeah. Okay, then, but yeah, Jason's in it with a full head of hair. And uh, he looks, yeah. he's very young. He looks very young, but also, you know, he. I don't know how old he's meant to be, or whether he's meant to be like a counsellor or a late teenager. I think or he's something. meant to be, say, early twenties. Yeah, that's what he looks. I think he does. But he's always looked older than what he is. He has, even when even when he was young, he sort of looked like, no, oh, you're the, yeah, you're the one we go to go go get buy beer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, I thought the the, the Seinfeld Chronicles was really really solid. It was much better than what. Because everyone at work was just like, oh, yeah, that's the first season shit. I was like, oh, I haven't watched it for a long time, but I don't remember not liking it. I didn't dislike it at all. No. I mean, the the rhythm of the comedy was there from yeah. the get-go. Even if the, you know, all the lines and all the sort of the, the chemistry and all that wasn't quite there yet, I think they knew what they wanted to do. And uh, they were pretty good with it. I mean, yeah, particularly between, uh, between Jerry and George. Yeah. What did you think of Jerry's acting overall? Not terrible. No, he wasn't. No, no I mean, it's... 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like before they started recording, it would have been a conversation between like him and Jason where Jason would have said, look, mate, I've got your back. Yeah. Just, just stick with me. You know, I'll, I'll run you through this. You know? Yeah. I mean- Just say your lines and I'll do the rest. Acting is one big trust exercise in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, and if you're working with someone who you know has got your back and won't, you know, sort of, you know, embarrass you or, you know, make you feel bad. Steal or, the spotlight. Yeah, yeah. Or you can feel them sort of, probably going to sound a bit like Mitch here talking about acting, but, you know, uh, respecting the choices that you make. I mean, not sort of tolerating you or even kind of like doing, we're going to say it that way, are you? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I get the feeling. Look, I don't know much about Jason Alexander, but he I get the feeling like he'd, be, he'd be the kind of guy who would do that, who would be supportive. Yeah, he would know, it's your show, I'll help you be the yeah. star. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're generous actors, those yeah. kind of actors. Yeah. yeah. So, um, What was your favourite moment from the whole episode? Um, I had a couple. I had when he was just staring at the clothes in the dryer going, this is the dullest moment I've ever experienced. <laughs> <laughs> I did like George saying, filth is good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, filth is good sometimes. Yeah, oh, look, you're, you're getting a real insight into what this guy is actually like. Yeah. I mean, he's, as we were saying, he's not as much a, you know, capital L loser as he is in later episodes or later seasons. You know, he's someone who I get the feeling has had a few ups and downs and is someone who's probably walking around going, life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's that kind of person, but not- Perpetually angry at the world or anything like that. Oh, yeah, it's the way it goes. Yeah, yeah. This is just yeah. life. Just get over it. Yeah, and he's not going to sort of, um, yeah, sweat the small stuff too much. He's the type of person you want to be friends with because you don't feel like you have to tidy the house when he comes over. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the most valuable friend you can have. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I also liked get a bed. We're just bringing in an extra guy. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, that was the whole thing. Was just a great setup though. With the you know, I can't figure out. Uh, you know where I stand with this woman or yeah. anything like that. It was a good arc to keep you watching, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. yeah. And I mean, even when she arrives at the airport and it's like, okay, well, what's the greeting going to be? Is it going to be the- Oh, that the, was so funny. George yeah, the, is like, I don't know what she's doing now. The hand sandwich. <laughs> yeah, she goes in for, what is it? They're, they're holding hands yeah, yeah. and just doing it. Yay, the, the, kind of the, thing. It's it was, like a high five, but a sustained yeah, high yeah. five. Looks over at George. I was like, I don't know what to do, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Stop, that was not in the manual. <laughs> and for it all sort of culminate with never get engaged, like, Oh, so I've got the- I thought Jerry acted really well there. He's like, oh, you're engaged. Yeah. yeah, and so he's got the whole weekend. Now of- he's stuck doing a five-hour- Five-hour boat cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Which, unfortunately, was one of my trivia questions. So I've given you that one. Well, you would have oh. got it right anyway. Yes. But it's time now for some trivia. Now, you haven't got any trivia, but I've got some trivia for this week. You've got more than enough trivia. That was question it. number one, and you succeed. You got it oh. correct. Question number two. Laura, what does she teach? Oh. Two points if you can guess or uh, tell us where she was from, where Jerry met her. I want to say Ohio. No, Michigan. Michigan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and a teacher. What of- she teaches is very obscure. So it'd be very impressive. If you was, she, was she a high school teacher or was she a. Well, political science. So I don't think they're teaching that in high school. <laughs> no, that's. Oh, hang on. No, no, I think she's more like a college. Yeah, she, seems, yeah, she seems like that. Yeah. She seems learned. And finally, what time did Kessler walk in? To disrupt Jerry. Oh, um, I want to say it was after midnight, like twelve yeah, thirty. It was two a.m. Was it two a.m.? Two a.m. Oh yeah. god, he'd been out doing the doing the circuit. Yeah, yeah. Until that late, and watching the what was he watching the the, the, the Knicks, the Mets game, the Mets. Yeah, yeah. And then that's the thing. We'll discuss when we get to that point anyway. But you're not a big sport guy, are you? Not huge. But well, you know when you try and like, I can bluff my way through a conversation. <laughs> not this one. <laughs> Let's say, for example, there's a TV show that you know has aired, but you don't want to know what happens. And you're trying your best to avoid it. Oh, yeah. Have you ever had that spoiled by somebody who doesn't realise that they're going to spoil it for you? Yeah, to some degree. I mean- um, Did you let them know it? <laughs> oh, look, I was never that sort of 
you know, messed around by it. But, you know, you sort of hear, um, like when Game of Thrones was on, for instance, and I was still watching it, you know. Did, hear, did you find out that Darth Vader was Luke's dad before you seen the movie? No. Okay, I that's good. Know okay, that. yeah. No, I've been fairly lucky with, like, big screen spoilers. I, think, I mean, I didn't know that, uh, well, Force Awakens spoiler that, you know, Han Solo was going to cop it yeah. in that one. So that was, oh. Or the Avenger, Avengers Endgame spoiler. No, I didn't know that one either. And they did a very good job. Like, people were good about that. Yeah, you find you find that sometimes. I mean, there'll be uh, some huge movie coming out or some big TV event where everyone's like, "Yeah, let's all be cool. Let's, yeah, uh, yeah. You know. let's all experience it together." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, clearly you've got me with the uh, with the trivia question. So yeah, I'll, I'll be next paying week much more attention. Yeah, yeah, in two weeks' time. <laughs> so uh, the Seinfeld Chronicles. So it was actually also called Good News, Bad News. I did not know this. I did not know that either. Yeah, what, that was like a working title or something? Or? No, that's just what it's referred to now. On Stan, on everything, it's Good News, Bad News. Yeah. Oh, so, the Seinfeld Chronicles was when it first aired, and now it's referred to it as Good, Good News, News, Bad, Bad News. News. Yeah. Hmm. I did not know that. No, I did look up the uh, the premiere air date in Australia and found out that it was actually the yeah. 8th of September in 1993. So, that's what- 93? So, four years later. I can't imagine how that- I, Was that what it was like, though, back in, say, the early 90s, before the internet and before streaming services and whatnot? Was it just- you just had to wait until a TV station picked it up? Or? Yeah, I mean, you know, if it was going to be something huge out of the US or the UK or whatever, they'd try and, you know, speed it up a little bit. But yeah. Four no, years seems like a long four time. Four years does seem a very long time. And I mean- And you said Channel 9, right? It was on Channel so 9. That's, that's, what, that's when it premiered on Channel 9 yeah. in 93. Wow. Yep. And, okay. it, and it was about three months later that uh, Channel 10, well, yeah, 9 gave it three months and said, we can't make this work. We know people aren't really? watching it here, so they, they sold it to 10. Imagine being that guy. I know. Kerry <laughs> <laughs> Packer probably threw him out a window or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Or sat on him. But um, yeah, so that's really interesting. So we had yeah. to wait four years for it. I actually found out, I was, this is in regards to The Simpsons. So BBC didn't air The Simpsons until 1996. So it wasn't in the UK for- I think it, that's on terrestrial TV. So I think it aired on Sky. Oh, right? okay. But it didn't air well, on- Well, that's, that's Murdoch's uh, yeah. uh, pay TV company in the U- in the UK. But, so, but it aired like- on Channel 10 here before Foxhole. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know whether that's Rupert sort of, you know. But I think they had Sky before, because before Foxtel in Australia, it was Galaxy, right? It was. And that didn't yeah. start till mid-90s, I want to say? I think so, yeah. yeah. Because um, I can remember my uncles having Galaxy and going, what is this? And all, all these channels and like no ads. That was their thing. There was no ads at that point. Well, I think we'd been hearing about like cable TV out of the in the US, for goodness knows how long. I was like, what? It's here. Uncut movies and, yeah. you know, no, no commercials or whatever. Like, oh, that sounds awesome. And then we get it and- Make the most of it for a, you know, for, a, for a good long while. Yeah. Uh, and then they started throwing more and more ads in it all the time. I mean, you look at Foxtel these days or pay TV it's these more days. more ads than commercial TV. There's so many ads. Yeah. I don't watch Foxtel at all. Clearly, Foxtel are not a sponsor of the show. But I, um, <laughs> Although we, we are open to offers. <laughs> we just um, we just watch streaming services now. We don't watch Foxtel. Well, I watch it for the football. So when yeah. footy season's not on, I might as well just cancel it. That's pretty much it. Or, I mean, I'll, I'll watch it for, uh, you know, good HBO shows on, uh, okay, yeah. on, uh, on Showcase. Yeah. And, you know, the occasional sort of reality show on TLC. What's that one that you like? 90 Day Fiance. 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, check it out. Any, I told Nicola that you into some show. I couldn't remember what it was called, though. Any fellow 90 Day Fiance tragics, let us know in the mailbag or let us know on the site, on the Facebook site, because on the <laughs> Facebook page, <laughs> I've, I've become- You seem so excited. <laughs> This is the most animated I've been all afternoon. Isn't it? No, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going over to lovely Louise's tonight to watch another episode. <laughs> is it that good? It's that sort of, um, it's that compelling. I can, I see, I feel like this would be, if Seinfeld was on TV now, that would be an episode where George and a partner are addicted to some sort of show. Yeah. Like a, like a really bad <laughs> reality show. Or maybe 
George is judging her for liking it, but by yeah. the end, he's into it as yeah, well. Yeah, or, or Jerry. For I think uh, yeah, Jerry's, Jerry Jerry's so finicky yeah. that he probably like, ah, she's great, except yeah, she likes that 90 Day Fiancé. This is a terrible Jerry impersonation, but she likes that 90 Day Fiancé show. Can't stand the 90 Day Fiancé. Yeah, <laughs> but then George's like, what are you talking about? It's a great <laughs> show. 90 Day. <laughs> um, in fact, yes, the lovely ways has suggested, like, if this thing goes well for you, we should start a podcast on 90 Day. <laughs> and then we sort of looked up on you know, the podcast app to see if there were any. There were so many. Of this, of that show, yeah, there's so many you know people just talking about doesn't, it. Doesn't mean that you can't do your own one. Exactly right. I, I said to Lou, um, I'm pretty sure there are there's more than one person doing a Seinfeld show. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's more than a million people doing <laughs> Simpsons ones as well. Absolutely, yeah, we made that yeah. work somehow. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I looked at the dates, but also something else I looked up was um, I think after my butchering of the uh, of the uh, theme tune, it wasn't it wasn't butchering. Well, it wasn't a very good interpretation of, but I want. But I looked no up. One, no one could do it though. But anyway, no yeah. one can. But I, well, a guy named Jonathan Wolf clearly could. He's the guy who uh, came up with it. Yeah. So I was um, doing a bit of research about it and found out, you know, what what sort of inspired him, and uh, it, it was actually really interesting because he said, like I wanted to come up with like a bit of a percol his quote a percolating rhythm that was meant to sort of echo or uh, complement. Jerry's line delivery is like a stand-up. Okay, yeah. So it's got that kind of... Doop, 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 doop. It's got, it's got, it's, yeah, yeah, it's got that kind of rhythm. I don't know. The, the, hearing it explained that way, it's like, that actually makes a lot of sense as yeah. opposed to just, you know, some fucker slapping around on the bass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you actually play your stand-up with the tune. It actually fits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, sounds like like good, yeah. it sounds like a good sort of, yeah, accompaniment to it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that was my... Not not trivia question, but my bit of trivia about the show. We should it? get him on the show to discuss it. Let's track down Jonathan Wolf. Yeah. If you're listening, Jonathan... Oh, you know, why you, wouldn't he be? Why wouldn't he be? Come on, man. <laughs> what, what is he doing with your that time? That is the fucking cool claim to fame, though. I created the Seinfeld theme song. Isn't it? Just, I think he's got a few others uh, under his belt as well, but I think that's got to be his claim to he's fame. The, the John Williams of TV themes? Pretty much, yeah. That's the- uh, that's the, um, <laughs> Family uh, Matters first, and Seinfeld. <laughs> I think he did like the Growing Pains theme okay. as well. Maybe, I don't think he came up with the lyrics, so I think that was- our man, Alan Thick. Uh, <laughs> we need to do a podcast on our favourite TV themes. I think we should. Yeah. I think we better do an episode on that. Top yeah. fives. Yeah. Top fives. Yeah. For some reason, I'm going to sneak peek. Welcome back, Cotter. Always adored that thing. It's a good one, isn't it? It's so- It just makes me smile. Look, maybe this isn't just me being an 80s teenager, but one of the great all-time uh, TV theme tunes is the Miami Vice theme. Yeah. That is something else. I mean, just I hearing you, that back like, in for the- you, to, to take you back to being like a teenager kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, dressing in a- knockoff pastel suit that I probably picked up from Target or something and, yeah. you know, walking around Geelong with my knockoff Ray-Bans and shitty suit on just slinging, wow, oh, it looks so cool. Well, I'm a big wrestling fan, as listeners will be well aware, and there's a new company called AEW Wrestling, mm-hmm. and they just did a, uh, their Dynamite show last week in Miami, and one of the wrestlers, Cody Rhodes, came out dressed as, like, white suit, oh, blue shirt, Oh, came out as Sonny Crockett. It fucking looks so good, man. <laughs> like, it, was, it was like, I watched that and went, that needs to be modern fashion it, like, it needs to come back because it was just it was just great it was such a good look <laughs> <laughs> there's no way you can't look cool there are if you're a 15 year old in geelong yes you can look very uncool doing that. <laughs> i guess so i think i think if you're a, a you know a very well-built wrestler walking out into a crowd of thousands or hundreds of thousands or whatever yeah you'd probably look cool <laughs> <laughs> but uh the, so the Seinfeld chronicles aka good news bad news originally aired on july 5th 1989 and we get the opening stand-up, and it's discussing going out. Now, I went and saw Jerry Seinfeld maybe two years ago, I think it was, in Melbourne, when he okay. came to Australia for the first time in about 20 years. He did this same routine. Did he? But I completely didn't put the two didn't, things didn't together. Didn't connect nah. And I watched this, and I went, wait a minute. I've he, heard that. He did this routine, what, 30 years later in Australia? 
So apparently that's his thing now. He always does that bit. Yeah. Okay. Does it sound? Did it? You know, it was very similar. It's like you're all here tonight. You just want to get out, and then you know, you're you, out. in half an hour, you want to go back home. Like you're finding like it's. I'm like, <laughs> it's the same thing. But did it work in the room? Did everyone enjoy it? Everyone enjoyed it, but I'm sure yeah. there's like two thirds of the audience would have go been on. like, oh, it's the thing from Seinfeld. Yeah. You know? Well, that's the thing. I mean, no one goes to like a you know, Paul McCartney concert or whatever and says. Play some of your stuff from a new album. It's like, no, we want to hear Hey Jude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On repeat. Yes. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure Paul McCartney could go out and do two hours of na, 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 no. and people would still pay their money. Everyone's just waving their hands <laughs> in the air, holding up their lighters and just, you know, na, 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 na. hey Jude. <laughs> and yeah, just having a blast with it. Yeah, so it kicks off the episode. Now, they're not at Tom's Restaurant. And in the show, it's not called Tom's Restaurant. It's just they show the word restaurant. restaurant. It's the restaurant. Yeah. But this is uh, Pete's Luncheon. Oh. Yeah, so a different place altogether. And Jerry and George are discussing the extra button on George's shirt, on his new purple shirt. So if you haven't watched the finale in a while, the show ends with them doing this exact same conversation, ah. sitting in the prison cell, discussing the extra button. They've gone the full circle. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Ah. So that was a good way to sort of end the show. So, yeah, like he said, full circle. Well, but, absolutely. Um, but yeah, he's just giving George shit for his shirt, isn't he? <laughs> Justifiably so, actually. It's a pretty ugly shirt. Uh, so I don't think I could ever pull off purple, but some guys can. Not that kind of purple. It looks a very sort of shiny purple. It's a grimace purple. A bit. A bit. Metallic yeah. grimace. Grimace. Yeah. <laughs> it's, shiny it's grimace. Very silk. But, you know, have you ever, like, had a shirt, though, where you really liked it, but you weren't sure, but you went for it anyway? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it took a while where you're like, yeah, people are digging it. Yeah, it's all right. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that first time you wear it out, and you're like, people looking at me. Yeah. You know, are, they, are they looking at me funny? Are they looking at me like... Who's this fella? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's- It's a real test. It's a real test of your nerves, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to recall I'm t- what's- t- I'm terrible with fashion. I had no idea what's hot and what's not. Oh. I mostly you're, wearing wear- a, you're wearing a very fetching Bonestorm t-shirt. <laughs> Give me that Bonestorm t-shirt or go to hell. Yeah, so I, I just- I stick to what I'm comfortable with is just geek shirts. <laughs> I'm, I'm not stylish at all. But what about you? Do you prefer to be just plain uh, casual or do you sometimes splurge because you're like, I really dig this shirt, you know? Oh, yeah. Look, I mean, um, I, you think you, you get a certain vision of yourself in your head and, you know, you're, you're putting clothes on that vision because I don't want to even think about myself naked. Um, <laughs> I am right now. And it's very pleasing. Ooh, it's, <laughs> it's very warm in the room. <laughs> you know, you'd be sort of either going through racks at the, cl- at the department store or looking for stuff online. I think it takes you a while as well to figure out, okay, these are my colours. This, this is what works yeah. well on me. And, you know, because you'll see so-and-so wearing, like, green. Oh, yeah, well, I wonder if I could pull off that sort of burnt orange number. I mean, so-and-so looks very, you know, very fetching in it. Then you it's also put Brad Pitt. It, yeah. <laughs> well, see, I remember seeing some picture of Brad Pitt, like, and really gorgeous, like, 90s Brad Pitt at some um, premiere or something. He was wearing, like, a black suit with a sunflower yellow shirt. I thought- Damn, that's really nice. Yeah, wonder if wonder if I could do that. Did you and try it? I gave it a whirl and said, like, mm, "It's not, not really. Yeah, it's 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 close. No, I mean it's, it's nowhere near Brad Pitt, but I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> but it's not. Oh no, throw this in the fire and never never yeah. think of it again. Speaking of gorgeous Brad Pitt, by the way, I just started watching True Romance last night. Uh, <laughs> it's more gorgeous in personality than in looks. Yeah. in that one. But uh, what do you think? Uh, we're only halfway through at the moment. Yeah. So, they've just gotten to Hollywood. I'm really digging it. It's such a good movie. Patricia Arquette's fantastic. In Isn't it. she? Yeah. yeah. And I, was like, I, I knew something was up at the start, but then, you know, she comes clean and everything. I'm just like, I would still love you. Oh, like, God, wouldn't you? Yeah. you? yeah. I mean, I think- <laughs> Dunning, She's just Tar- so sweet. Yeah. Tarantino's admitted like, I was just writing, I was writing my fantasy girlfriend. Yeah. 
And that's like, what I said yeah. to Nick. I said he is living my fantasy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, said that to my wife. But but everyone in it, I think Christian Slater's Slater, really yeah. good in it. Gary Oldman's just oh. incredible in it. What a like! I would never have picked him to play that role. Yeah, and he just sort of took it and took off at 100 miles an hour. It's amazing. You know, a little cameo by Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, he got his name in the credits. He's in it for like 10 seconds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, and one of the, you know, one of the best scenes of, you know, certainly of the 90s was, uh, you know, Dennis Hopper versus Christopher Walken. Oh, that's oh, – I won't say the word because it's not a very nice word. It's not a very nice word. Very but, uncomfortable you know, word, but yeah, it's an, an amazing scene. Yeah, and, and I think Quentin liked using that one particular – racial slur quite a bit. In context, it sort of works, but at the same time, yeah, we're not going to say it out loud here. No, no, no. But, yeah, just fantastic work by both actors. I mean- um, Like Hopper knew he was going to die anyway. Absolutely. So, you know, he's just uh, trying to get it uh, over with as quickly as possible. And, uh, yeah. Embarrassed the guy at the same time. Bit of a a spoiler, but, you know, Christopher Walken obliges him. So, yeah. (laughs) yeah. Nah, fantastic movie. But, uh, yes, with, yeah, good work by Brad Pitt, who was probably not straying too far away from his- own life because yeah, Brad has admitted that he didn't mind lying down on the couch and smoking a spoonful really? too. Okay, cool. Yeah, he said he spent a lot of the nineties that way. <laughs> Why wouldn't you be Brad yeah, Pitt if you're Brad Pitt? <laughs> but um, yeah. So discussing the the button, and then we get Claire walks in, and we get the conversation about the decaf. So this is where we already we're getting George. He's very you know what's the, what's the word? He's kind paranoid. of paranoid. Fi- it's yeah. a little finicky. Yeah, but it's it's not to the extent that he gets in like say season four onwards. But still, there's little elements of George are still. He's not there. sort of abrasively uh, got to have it my way, that kind of thing. Or he's not. Oh, the, the whole world's against him. He's kind of like eh, something could go wrong here. Are you it, sure? it probably will. Yeah. yeah. But and but at the same time, he's very much. He wants it to go his way if he can possibly. Yeah. If it can go his way by luck or by just nagging or whatever. I mean, this, this happened to me once. You know when you go to McDonald's, I haven't been to McDonald's for years, but when that's a Diet Coke, they push the thing down. Uh, and I got there and none of the things were pushed down. And I went, oh, which one's Diet? She goes, oh, um, let's just push one down. I was like, that's- is that really the Diet Coke? <laughs> <laughs> or is she just pushing that one down? <laughs> Did, you- so Did just- it look like she was really thinking about it? And it, trying it, to rem- it, yeah. it lit. She looked down and she went, oh, oh yeah, this one. And pushed it. I was like- yeah, you didn't look confident. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Did you taste it later and think? I don't think you can really tell the difference, can you? I don't think so. No, <laughs> not, not with the premix. Uh, not, no. even, not even with a can. Really, no, can no, 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 no. <laughs> so, what, what happened? Well, nothing happened, you know. But it was great. Well, nothing happened, but it was. Well, well this is yeah. great. Yeah. So you know, she called and said she wants to go out with you tomorrow night. God bless, <laughs> devil you. Yeah. Well, not exactly. I mean, she said, you know, she called this morning and said she had to come in for a seminar and maybe we'd get together. So, you know. Oh, oh, oh. Had to? Yeah. Had to come in? Yeah, but... Had to come in? Yeah, and but... maybe we'll get together? Had to and maybe? Yeah. No. No. No, I hate to tell you this. You're not going to see this woman. What? Are you serious? Why, why did she call? What do I know? Maybe, you know, maybe she wanted to be polite. To be polite? You are insane. All right, all right. I didn't want to tell you this. You want to know why she called? Yes. You're a backup. You're a second line, a just-in-case, a B-plan, a contingency. Oh, I get it. This is about the button. What do you think of Georgia's signals? It can be applied to some situations. He seems pretty wise. He seems pretty switched on, George, I think. He seems... Yeah, that's a thing. I mean, he... It's almost like he's trying to teach Jerry through life in this episode, isn't he? Yeah, which is an odd sort of a, you know, flip of the dynamic because he would never, never pay attention nah. to George. 
but yeah, he sort of seems like he seems confident enough in what he's in what he's saying and what he's talking about. He's like, oh, maybe that maybe that does make sense. Well, you know, maybe George has been around the block a few times. If yeah. you're confident enough and sound confident, they'll believe you. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, no, I liked what. Um, yeah, I just liked George more in this uh, in this episode. Yeah, more than I mean. I'm, he, I wasn't, wasn't a, I wasn't, he wasn't a horrible person here. No, no. And I mean, I was never like a massive Seinfeld fan, but I mean, I've, I've watched, you know, I've probably watched pretty much every episode because yeah. they've been on so many times. You just weren't obsessed. Yeah. No, no. But and my recollection of the show was like, yeah, this is just not a <laughs> not a good guy. Yeah, no, no one would realistically ever do what he's doing. No. Um, and he's just sort of taking, you know, bad behavior or petty behavior or whatever to- yeah, to an extreme for you know comic effect or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, this this version of George is like, oh yeah, you're just a, an everyday schmo, and sometimes you're off the mark, and sometimes you're right on the button. It's weird to think that George was actually helpful. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, he gets Claire back in because Jerry just won't have it. Willie, he's like, no, what do you mean you're crazy? Of course mm-hmm. she wants to you know be with me, and um, he goes, no, she she may come and mm. whatever, and then he asks for Claire's advice, and Claire pretty much proves, not proves George right, but she backs George's theory. Yeah, I mean, Claire also seems fairly wise as well, or worldly wise. Claire, you're a woman, right? What gave it away, George? Uh, <laughs> I'd like to ask you, ask you to analyze a hypothetical phone call, you know, from a female point oh, of view. Oh, come on now. What are you asking her? Now, how is she going to know? Now, a woman calls me, right? Mm-hmm. She says she has to. No, come to New York on business. You are beautiful. And, and maybe she'll see me when she gets there. Does this woman intend to spend time with me? I'd have to say uh, no. So why did she call? Be polite. To be polite, I rest my case. Good, good. Did you have fun? You have no idea what you're talking about. Now, come on, come with me. I, I got to go get my stuff out of the dryer anyway. I'm not going to watch you do laundry. Oh, come on. Be a come with guy. <laughs> come on. I'm tired. Don't worry. I gave him a little caffeine. He'll perk up. Right. I knew I felt something. I what was her name again? The actress that played Claire? Uh, Lee Garlington. She was only in it for like maybe two minutes, but she did a great job. Yeah. yeah. There was definitely potential there. It's a shame they sort of didn't bring it back. But yeah. Look, I'm sure there's a reason. I think I, I think I was reading about it, but unfortunately didn't take any notes on it. So, But uh, might be something to look up, uh, Seinfeld fans, about uh, why Lee Garlington didn't stay with the show. But uh, The only thing is when you have the waitress at a restaurant in a sitcom, that means that, what, the guys are only ever going to be at the restaurant when she's working? That's true, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, like, don't you ever get to leave. take a break? Yeah, don't you ever leave? Why, and why are you always serving these guys every single time? It's yeah. like um, Helen Hunt. Yeah, it's, or uh, it's like, what's his name? Gunther. Yeah, friends. yeah, he's yeah. always, but I guess, I think he's the, he runs that shop. Oh, so okay. that's a little bit different, but yeah, similar thing, though. Um, So, they're at the laundromat. Oh, look at this guy. <laughs> look at this. He's got everything. He's got detergent, sprays, fabric softeners. This is not his first load. <laughs> and I did dig the uh, the conversation with the, uh, hanging shit on the guy with all the detergents. That's right. We, we just yeah. we do that. We, we we pick on people for no reason. Oh like, yeah, this guy's done nothing wrong. <laughs> just looking after his laundry. It's weird though when when that happens. Though you'll find um, you know if you're in a, any particular setting on an ongoing basis and you see you know certain regulars or whatever, you you may see something about them. Go, oh, that seems like an okay person. Or there'll be one thing that makes you. Go, can't stand that person, even though I've never said word one to them. Yeah, yeah. There's this guy at the gym. There's this guy at my gym who could be the nicest fella in the world. He could be like a human saint. Every time I've seen him, though, he's always got the same gym gear but, like, black business socks on. Hmm. 
What? So yeah. What pulled up? I don't know. Maybe they're not business socks. In maybe shorts? They're, wearing shorts. He's wearing shorts, shorts, but he's wearing like black socks. Now, I mean, maybe, maybe they're- Maybe coming straight from work. Pack a second pair of socks, mate. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I'm not saying you have to wear white socks or ankle socks or anything like that, but it just- It's hot and sweaty in there. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, every time with this guy, always the black socks. Every single and, time. Yeah. Every, every time I've seen it. And, it. and it started to bother me. <laughs> I'd be going to the gym and like, oh god, I hope that guy's not there today <laughs> because of his socks. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a really Costanza thing to admit. Does, does it does it take you out of the game? Like when, a little like bit, like a bit, yeah, you know, or you know, I'll be on the on the treadmill or whatever, and it's like just focus on focus on the song you're listening to, or you know, is it look, look at that much? A little bit, or look at the TVs over there. But then, why don't you just give him a pair of socks as a present? <laughs> I don't know how that would be received. <laughs> I don't know how that would be construed. And it's it's. Odd that it's always black socks too. It is. You know, I mean, he looks like a guy who takes it seriously. I mean, I don't think he's some kind of- he's A fit dude? Like he's a- Oh, well, he's not like jacked. Yeah. But I mean, he's, you know, clearly he's going to the gym for a reason and, that, and that's paying off. I mean, he looks in shape. Maybe but he, we should- Maybe we just need to ask him. What's the, hey, dude, what's with the socks? Maybe. One of these days. That'll preclude me going back to the gym. I'm working on that. <laughs> It's a new year's so that's your justification for never having to go into the gym again. Yeah, pretty much. Either that wears socks. I might see black socks yeah. guy. <laughs> I might see Captain Black socks. So, uh, have you ever got to the gym, seen he's in there, and turned around and left? I have not done that. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but give it time. Yeah, it could happen. But it's incredible how yeah you'll find something that just kind of rubs you just that little bit the wrong way. It's I'm like- going to wear black socks every time we do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just black socks, no other clothes. <laughs> Uh, right, so, right. We have to, so yeah, so laundromat And basically George Oh, Jerry's still bringing up Laura And then George is going on about the signals What I liked about this scene was It's often in sitcoms You have your extras just in the background In the same room Clearly they would be able to hear What the actors are saying What the characters are saying But mm. they pretend like they don't like yeah. They're just carrying on their own conversations I liked that not only did they turn and look at Both George and, and um, Jerry. Jerry here but they also in- incorporated them into the conversation. They'd say, what do you think? And they, were, they didn't say anything, but they just sort of gave a look. Mm. I like that because it's not often in sitcoms you see them engage no. with the extras. It seems like very much a Seinfeld kind of thing to do. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just sort of, and George was, and I think they sort of looked at Jerry funny when he was talking about yeah. he can't overdry. Mm. That was one of those conversations where I sort of felt like, okay, he's doing a stand-up bit here. Yeah. Where he's like, you can't ever, you can't ever die, you can't ever dry. And I'm like, yeah, no one really talks like this. But anyway, <laughs> but it, was, it was still funny though. Yeah. But yeah, that, that scene though, that moment where he's just looking at the um at the socks tumbling, he's like, this is the dullest experience <laughs> of my life. <laughs> I thought it was great. Jerry, I have to tell you something. This is the dullest moment I've ever experienced. <laughs> have you ever been to a laundromat? Like, when's the last oh, time you yeah. used one? Um, actually, I was between washing machines. Uh, at the end of last year, let's say, or late late last year. How long does that last between washing machines? I did a very nice Fisher and Pike washing machine for about, I want to say, twenty years. Far out. That's yeah, time, I, was, yeah. I, I didn't think they had that much staying power. I'm like a member of the family now. It was, and then yeah, it just uh, would stall out in the middle of uh, middle of cycles, and you know, you'd be left with your sheets Smelly, all smelly, wet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Invited it. Well, <laughs> I invited a guy around to look at it. I called a washing professional repairman. <laughs> what are you? What are hey, you doing? Hey, what dude, you, come over here. What are you? What are you doing later? Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to come and check out my washing machine? Uh, but he came over and uh, took a look and said, "Look, yeah, I could fix this, but you know, it's going to be this much in parts, this much you. in labour, and it's going to cost you." Here's the name of a guy at a local retailer of white goods. 
tell him redacted sent you. And um, this seems like a scam, man. You think? Oh, maybe, but um, actually, oh, this this guy gets a cut for every sale that he sends. You've just you know deflated all my faith in human. <laughs> in, in, I thought he was doing his friend a favor. He's doing he's me an, a he's favor. An, he's an affiliate of the White Goods Store. He could well be, <laughs> but the fact of it he is, he doesn't actually fix machines. He just goes there and tells people <laughs> they have to buy a new one and gets a cut. <laughs> Well, then he reeled in a, a good sucker with this one because, yeah. yes, I went down to the, the White Goods place, said, sent me, um, what can I think maybe this one. He goes, yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, what do you need? So I said, I need to clean my clothes. It needs to be clean. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a really soggy, smelly set of sheets that need to be washed now. But, yeah, I think in the period that it wasn't working and while I was waiting for it to be delivered from the uh, warehouse or whatever, and yeah, so there was maybe a, like a two-week period. Mm. It's like, well, I've run out of undies, <laughs> so I'm going to have to go to the. I'm going to have to go to the um, laundromat just up the up in uh, Minerva, Minerva Road. So were there characters there? No, there was no one. No there. one there. I, 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 I was happy. No, I was happy about yeah, that. Happy about that okay, oh yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't want to be sort of sorting through my, either putting it in or taking it out while there's someone else there. Yeah, I, guess I don't know. So. I mean, I don't think. And it's then they start the small talk with you a little bit. Yeah, and I don't think it. It feels that intimate that someone's going to be saying, "Well, oh, you've washed your boxer shorts, have you?" It's like, me yeah, wear them too. Um, it's like when the guy talks to you at the urinal. It's like, don't talk to me. Oh yeah, my my dick's in my hand right now. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. Oh look, I'm I'm probably guilty of that, but I'm usually pretty drunk when it's been and, it's, and I'm not like you talk to the guy at the urinal. Oh, like, what do you say? No, I'm just like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, not not even not a in depth conversation or anything like that. It's like, and they reply. Oh yeah, they, I mean you can use. Oh, Look, you can read the room, I think so. But you can read the bathroom. <laughs> Look him up and down. Yeah, I can, I can talk to this guy. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like you're asking him like a personal question or anything like that. It's like, hey, what's up? Yeah. You know, having a good night? You know, yeah. Just just bands. Just, you know, a bit of small talk. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 but it's usually after midnight that that happens. <laughs> it's usually in a fairly sort of, you know, like, like a nightclub atmosphere. I'm not talking about like at the at the in a situation where you have no regrets, you don't care anyway. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, you've, you've got a bit of- Put a Dutch courage going on. It's like, yeah. no, I'm not trying to pick up or anything. It's just like, you know, a couple of dudes yeah. hanging out. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Having a good night. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I did not get at that laundromat, which I was quite happy about. But I like the whole routine of it. You know, you've you you know, you've got your basket full of your whatever needs to be washed. Mm. You take along your your, uh, your nappy sand stuff, your uh, your laundry liquid. Okay. How long does it take? Like an hour? Closer to half an hour. Okay. So I've never used a laundromat ever. Haven't you? I've only just used a washing machine here. Yeah. I've oh. never had a, a situation where I've had to use a laundromat. Yeah. I, I actually, yeah, kind of like it. You know, you're, you're waiting for, well, you, you know, what are you going to do in the meantime? You know, I went down to the cafe, got a cup of coffee, brought my book along, knocked off a chap or so, had a very nice latte. I can imagine it being quite Ding. warm in there too. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, and this was during the summer when I was going. So, oh, okay. I, was sitting, so I was sitting outside, which yeah. was quite nice. And uh, I just thought, hmm, this is perfectly pleasant. <laughs> I could be doing other stuff in the meantime, but no, I'm just going to, you know, wait here, read my book while my laundry gets done. Laundry's done. Ding. And you ruined it by buying a washing machine. I know. Scammed. <laughs> Scammed by the- By the professional. By the professional repairman <laughs> and his professional salesman, buddy, who are off, you know, just laughing at me now. Where'd you find his professional um, washing machine, man? That's a good question, actually. I think, well, I, I think I was looking up Fisher and Paykel Repair Geelong. Okay. Googled that and this guy was the, not the first one to come up because I think I tried someone and they said, oh, nah, it's going to be three weeks. He's, <laughs> he's a lot of huts of washing repair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
the, the doctor Nick. <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, some guy was able to come in in a matter of days. This was this was my man. He said, oh, "No, this is kaput." Yeah. Okay. So um, yes, but uh, no, I've I've done my my share of time in laundromats, and uh, I actually I found sounds it sounds like a fun time. I'm gonna have to, I'm just gonna try it one day just for the sake of it. Yeah, I mean, there's no harm. No, I mean they got dryers in there as well. You can get everything done. I mean, you know, not, maybe not your your delicates, but you know your boxes and your and your bone storm t shirt. Absolutely, yeah. take that in. <laughs> <laughs> we get another stand up routine here, talking about clothes in the washing machine. How the washing machine is essentially the nightclub for clothes. Laundry day is the only exciting day in the life of clothes. It is. No, think about it. The washing machine is the nightclub of clothes. You know, it's dark. There's bubbles happening. They're all kind of dancing around in there. Shirt grabs the underwear. Come on, babe. Let's go. You come by, you open up the lid, and they'll... Socks are the most amazing article of clothing. They hate their lives. They're in the shoes with stinky feet, the boring drawers. The dryer is their only chance to escape, and they all know it. They do escape from the dryer. They plan it in the hamper the night before. Tomorrow, the dryer. I'm going. You wait here. The dryer door swings open. The sock is waiting up against the side wall. He hopes you don't see him. Then he goes down the road. Dun, 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 dun. They get buttons sewn on their face, join a puppet show. <laughs> so they're showing me on television the detergents for getting out blood stains. Is this a violent image to anybody? Blood stains? I mean, I mean come on, you got a t-shirt with blood stains all over it. Maybe laundry isn't your biggest problem right now. You gotta get the harpoon out of your chest first. <laughs> this is a funny bit. I like it. It is, it is, but I mean. I don't know. I get the feeling in the wrong hands. This could be really just Ooh, kind very of very corny, yeah. very hacky. Yeah, yeah, just kind of, um, you know, the 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 stand-up comedian, The Simpsons, who does the does the hand gesture with the come on, give it up, give it up. Oh yeah, not good. Yeah, like that kind of guy would be doing the. Hey, what's the deal with the, the socks? And it's a it's a nightclub of the clothing world. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, yeah. Said, I've said to Mitch a couple of times on Four Finger Discount, we're talking about champagne comedy. Remember on Channel oh, Thirty One? Yeah. Sometimes people tank on it. I'll never. F- Ever forget this guy was just getting no laughs, and he goes, <coughs> "Sorry, just choking." And I was like, "Oh, don't oh, admit, no." <laughs> I, I feel dirty just reminiscing about it. Oh no, they- that's why I can't go to the comedy clubs in Melbourne when they're just upstarts because if, yeah. they, if they fail, they really fail. Yeah, there is nothing worse than oh. just watching someone absolutely shit the bed. I just, I feel so and awkward comedically for them. wise as well. I mean, because I mean, like more power to them for for doing it. Like they're oh, yeah. braver than I am, but I feel so bad for them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But the thing of it is, I mean, if, you have, uh, if you've got a, a supportive room, usually a bit of momentum sort of builds up, doesn't yeah. it? And, you know, even sort of hacky material end up getting a few laughs yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Or, or just, you know, oh, look, the, good on the kid for getting up. You'll get, you'll throw him a bit of a pity laugh and a pity laugh can sort of become a bit of a real laugh. And I, don't, man, I don't know. But, yeah, you're right. There's you can enough. tell in the first minute how it's oh, going to yeah, go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but they've all got that sort of... They all sort of talk a good game in terms of their confidence. They all get up and really like, I belong here. Pretend to be confident. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And Yeah, but you're right. You can tell within a minute it's like, oh, no, this person's legitimately confident in their material. But, yeah, so that um, that whole, um, yeah, the nightclub of the the clothes thing, yeah, it could be very kind of, eh, eh, give it up, give it up, kind of hacky. But, like I said, there's just total confidence. I mean, yeah, Seinfeld's able to really 
sell his yeah. material. Even the the um, physical of pretending to be the sock against the side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a bloodstains bit in that. I've, I've written. Oh here, yeah, that, there was bloodstains. So he was discussing how um how on the nappy sand say nappy sand that's what we're used yeah. to calling it in Australia um commercials how they say get bloodstains out. That's so, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to try to get bloodstains out. You got more problems. That's than more washing. problems. Yeah. That's, all- <laughs> that's actually pretty good. That's yeah. good material <laughs> as well as good delivery. So. <laughs> so now we get the first time at Jerry's apartment. I've got here his hmm. outfit could not be any more nineties. Oh yeah, was it very was it- blue turtleneck with red pants? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now admittedly, it's a stage. Outfit. I mean, he's making a he's making a statement with his you know his stand up comedy stand up comedy sorry yeah. outfit. But at the same time, I'm like yeah, <laughs> I don't think even a hipster could get away with that. Outfit oh now. god, no! Nineteen eighty nine, all over. And, and yeah, people are actually sort of wearing that shit. Were they really? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, the kind of primary colours and yeah, roll necks were very big. Turtlenecks were a big thing. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. Were, were you a turtleneck man? I've been a turtleneck man for a while. Okay. Actually, I mean, look. The, for some reason, I can, I can envision you won't. You must have worn them here or to work once, maybe? I or? wore to work once, I okay, think, when, yeah. because, you know, they weren't putting haters on in the warehouse or whatever. So, <laughs> like, I've got to, I think I need as much uh, warmth as I, I can get. I remember when you rocked up to work wearing a beanie, and it was one of the, my favourite times I've ever had at work. <laughs> <laughs> you looked like Homer Simpson when he stole Mo's car. Like, <laughs> it, was the, it was the greatest. <laughs> oh, dude, that's one of my favourite beanies. It's because you just look like such a warehouse worker. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it I was, was middle of winter, you had your beanie on, you're like your sweater, and you're <laughs> <laughs> out back of boxes. Like, um, what is it? Uh, the, not the fog comes out of your mouth. What is it? Oh, the, the, mi- uh, the, um, the mint. Well, uh, what is the word? Mist? Not mist. Uh, your, breath. your breath. Yeah, just yeah. your breath. But you, like, your breath just, fogs up. You looked cold. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that thing, I mean, I was- you belong to season two of The Wire. This on, was on the, the docks. <laughs> this was the st- oh, I'll tell you, this is the stage where I was uh, working both at Pop Culture and at the uh, the at the paper down here in Geelong. Yeah, and occasionally I do I double up. I work at Pop Culture from eight until four, and yeah. then I work at the paper from mm, four until four thirty till eight thirty. Yeah. Oh, liking getting that money, mm. and I I'd, yeah, occasionally have to go into the paper wearing like my black <laughs> beanie. And my, uh, you know, sort of my black pea coat. So, yeah, I look very much like a wharfie. And, yeah, <laughs> one of the sports writers are going to go, it down on the docks, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly what you look like. Threw him the finger, <laughs> but yeah, I've got to. I got to pay it. He was right on. <laughs> I think it's because you had your high vis as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah no, I, I high vis sells it. <laughs> oh, my mate, high vis. I've still got that in the back of the car. One of these days, I'll have to put it back on again. You've got to bring that beanie here one day too. I have to see that beanie. Once <laughs> All right, again. well, take a take a snap of that and put it on the uh, put it on the Facebook page. But anyway, so um, Jerry gets the um the phone call. It's the is it not a telemarketer? Is it just a wrong phone call? Yeah, yeah, just a wrong number. I think, or is it just a? It was just a phone call for him to get in the bit. If you yeah. know the score for the game, don't tell me. That's it. Yeah, yeah that's it's very much me because my family are terrible, especially my dad and my uncle, at spoiling the football score. Oh, it's like they enjoy doing it, what? but they but they won't say the score, but they'll go, oh, you won't want to watch it. What, go, what have they got against uh, you? Uh, Why uh, are they so cruel? Uh, but, I don't know. They, just, they they take pleasure in spoiling the game for oh. me. Or this is what I have, I have to literally turn my phone off when I'm watching a football game, and they're watching it because they will text me or call. Look, this is the thing: if I'm out, yeah, and I want to watch the game when I get home, they will only <laughs> call me if Geelong loses. So if my if my phone starts ringing and it's my uncle and my dad, I'm like, well, we fucking lost because I just know they won't call me if we win. They only call me to complain that we lost. So have you ever picked up and they've Start to, you know, sort of say, oh, we lost and here's why and oh, so-and-so. I've, I've said to him, I'm, I'm watching the game. I don't know what happened because, and they go, all right, I won't tell you. And I, what quarter is it? Like, Third quarter. I'll just turn it off now. I'm like, 
Why? Oh. Why? Why did you say that? Shocking relatives you've got. <laughs> that, that's just poor form. It's really. just that's not good at all. But yeah, I just turned the phone off. Whenever I'm watching a football, phones off. You're yeah. gonna have you're gonna have to like you know take their name off their number or something. You know, yeah. just, it's gonna have to come just up. Block as them. Are they blocked yeah, anyway? Block. I'm not calling. That's a new feature on the phone. Yeah, the block. It's just become part of the phone. I don't know whether it's iPhones. I've got a Samsung. I don't know what you have. Samsung. Yeah. So if you get a phone call from someone you don't like now, it has the option now of just clicking block. Yeah, I've got that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I block so many people. It's amazing. Yeah. For some reason, I'm on the um, on the marketing lists. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you'll get some. The, the fortunate thing is, I mean, my full name is Robert Guy yeah. Davis. Is your middle uh, name Guy? My middle name's Guy. Okay. And I go by that. But, you know- because of you know legal, legal things, no, because of legal things and all that, you put down your full name when you're you know signing like an, a, an agreement for gas or electric or like whatever. Say Robert. Yeah. So when everyone calls up, hello, am I speaking? Well, sorry, I shouldn't put on an accent because it's racist and <laughs> you know all that kind of stuff. But hello, am I talking to Robert? At which point I just hang up. Yeah. It's like, well, you don't know me. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's, that's a good point. And then yeah, yeah, and then you hit the block. Is, is that why you, you go by your middle name? So you no. Know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I was I'll two fuck years those old, it's like. Up. <laughs> Two-year-old guy back in the seventies, like I'm never going to take any shit from a telemarketer. Have you always been known as guy? I've always been known as guy. Okay. Yeah. Is that just because you didn't want to take your dad's name? Um, I think it's just easier think, to be different. I think my folks wanted that. Yeah, they didn't. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, they named you Robert. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of, sort of. They re- they regretted it. They tried to backtrack. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you'll always be guy to us. Oh, it's a nice name. I think I've, it is. Yeah, <laughs> I think I've leaned into it a bit over the years. What's well, your but the thing is, I'm James. Brendan James. James. Hmm. Yeah. But you, you see, with you, you're not just Guy. You're Guy Davis. Well, you It's a brand. <laughs> <laughs> just Dando's a brand, I think. I hope so, one day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That'd be good. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so Jerry's watching the sport. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm sorry, I'm just remembering when you announced that um, that uh, Nicola was uh, going to- that, that you were going to have a baby. Yeah. That Nicola was pregnant. And we were all throwing around names at the office. Oh, I'm like, still trying to pitch- um, Lando Dando. No, not Lando Dando. Um, Marlon Dando. Marlon Dando. I'm still pitching it out there for the next one. <laughs> it's Marlon can work. I reckon it could. Yeah. Marlon Dando. I think it's a fantastic name. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of names, who who should rock up next? But uh, Kessler. Kessler. Yeah. Kessler. It's a, t- it's a mouthful. It is. Kessler. No, it doesn't work. Kramer. Yeah, cra- I, I guess- if you're watching this for the first time, does it feel weird though? I guess not. I mean, did they, I didn't really hear it sort of used all that much. But they used it for the first episode. It was yeah, but but even in that first episode, did they sort of say he said it Kessler twice, a whole lot? Twice, yeah. I think. Yeah, but you know, it wasn't sort of like hey, Kessler's here. Or yeah, yeah, but yeah, Kramer just sounds sort of sounds funny. It sounds I mean, wacky, doesn't it? It does. You know, there's a. I think you have a lot of uh, comedians and comic performers who talk about how K sounds and K sounds are, are sort of naturally okay, funny. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, Kessler's more sort of a soft kind of K, whereas Kramer has a bit more of a K. Yeah, it's got a bit more snap to it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, don't know, I mean, look, I'm I'm no expert, clearly, but um, yeah, that that strikes me as making sense that Kramer is it, it's just sounds funnier than yeah. uh, than Kessler. So he comes over and he asks for meat, <laughs> which is you know it's a pretty good it's a pretty good introduction. It's, yeah, it's you know in the, it's, okay, this is where we're going with this guy. Yeah, this is what this person's about. Was there any character like this? You said no, but. Oh, look, I'm, I'm sure there was, but I mean- They have to wacky neighbours, but to ask for meat, that's so strange, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's sort of cast our minds back to, you know, sitcoms before this, and I mean, the really sort of, you know, the classic ones. Like, I mean, I guess Happy Days was like a sitcom, wasn't it? Or 
was happy. I mean, there's a hundred percent a sitcom, yeah. Yeah, and, and Laverne. But do you mean in front of a live studio? Yeah, audience? true. But you know, there was also you know Laverne and Shirley, which is kind of a bit spin-off of that. And and Mork and Mindy was a yeah. No, Mork and Mindy wasn't a spin-off of. No, yeah, Mork appeared on Happy Days, did yeah, he? And then I he got so. his own show, yeah. But I mean, Laverne and Shirley had like what is it, Lenny and Squee? Who I don't know if they yeah. were. I don't know if they were, yeah, yeah, I don't know if they were neighbours, but they were always sort of dropping in. Yeah. You know, and it's like you weren't exactly pleased to see them, but you weren't, you know, telling them to piss off. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, he's someone I'll tolerate because, you know, for whatever reason. And I think, yeah, Kramer's kind of like that. Yep. It does get to the point where Kramer just sort of flies in the door. So, he sort of yeah. becomes that neighbour. But it was funny because the crowd started cheering when he was doing that. And they had to literally tell the audience, don't do that because they had to uh, wait yeah. for the crowd to stop before they could continue. And it was killing the flow of the episode. Yeah. Yeah, because it was almost becoming like, not the Kramer show, but he was becoming the star. Similar to how Sheldon became the star of Big Bang Theory. That, yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah, you'd see that in um, yeah, sitcoms that film before a live studio audience. Yeah. How, yeah, when the breakout star or the popular sort of supporting character or whatever, yeah, there'd always be that, whoa, yeah. kind of thing. You know, Married with children star. Yeah, or when Michael J. Fox showed up on Family Ties. Or yeah. It was like, yeah, we put up with Justine Bateman and whoever played the younger daughter or whatever, but yeah, who's who we came to see. And uh, yeah, likewise with Kramer, it's like, oh, things that, you know, the show's been good. Now things are going to get wacky. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, he didn't really sort of – he didn't burst in with this one. He just no, sort no. of sauntered in and asked for meat. a very creepy neighbour. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, it was creepy and it wasn't creepy. I guess because we know what the character becomes. But I think if you're watching this for the first time, you'd be like, this guy's not quite right. No. And, I mean, Michael Richards just sort of – he doesn't – he looks different in this one as well. He kind yeah. of – Yeah. He's got a bit of stubble and – Yeah, the stubble kind of looks – His hair's not as wacky up in the air. And- yeah. He, he, he looks kind of like mm, – yeah, you're not some wacky neighbour as, you know, neighbour you really deliberately avoid. Yeah. Um, but, well, you know, even like Jerry mentions here, so that the story was going to be he never he's never left the house. That's right. So, he's, yeah. he's never left the house in like 10 years he or whatever. Is, yeah. So, he's, uh, he's a hermit as well. Where that's, that's just so different from what the character eventually yeah, becomes. Yeah, becomes, who becomes this kind of, you know, man about town, ir- strangely irresistible to women, all that kind of stuff. And oh, He becomes the reason people watch the show. Yeah. I guess you can say that and you can't. Like, I think Kramer, his wackiness was one of the big appeals of the show. But I think women watch because they love the lane. Because she Absolutely, was still one yeah. of the best female characters in TV history, mm. in my opinion. I think so, um, yeah. We, a lot of people tune in to watch George because George was so relatable, but mm. you didn't want to be him. But you didn't, you didn't. You wanted to be him without people knowing that you were being him. Well, it's a, gr- it's a great, you know- It's an ensemble. Court. It's a great yeah. quartet that works together really, yeah. really well, you know. And I mean, you either- You see yourself for better or worse in one or more of the characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean- And that's the most successful shows are when they have an ensemble that works like that. Yeah. True, yeah. And I mean- yeah, Kramer's a bit of a breakout character just by virtue of, you know, he's just operating at a slightly different frequency or in a slightly different rhythm to the other guys. I yeah. mean, I think Jerry and George and Elaine are about as neurotic as each other and Kramer's just kind of his own thing. Yeah, he, so, was, he wasn't wacky here. It was just, it was just odd. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. yeah, it wasn't the wild card in this one. It was just kind he of almost like, played him with dumb as well. Yeah. And, a bit and simple. Kind, yeah, and a bit sort of, not sleazy, but just- the facial expression, slime, really, yeah, 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 a bit yeah, unpleasant. Word. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, it would make me feel a little uncomfortable if this guy came over to ask for meat at two a.m. in the morning. Absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah, keep forgetting it's two a.m. Yeah, 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 and then and then blows the uh, blows the Mets score for him. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we come back. They're moving in the bed because Jerry's just trying to be the good guy, isn't he? Yeah. That, that's sort of like the the theme of this is he just wants to be the good guy. You know, he hmm. he wants to he wants to get with her, but he doesn't want to be the slime bag. Yeah. If things go his way. Yeah. Great, but you know he's pr- <laughs> he's probably of a mind. Look, there's this underground network of women 
they all talk to one another, you know, even if, you know, even if they don't know one another, there's like this, you know, whisper network that goes on, and, you know, Laura will tell one friend who will tell two friends who tell two friends who tell two friends, and the word will get out eventually yeah. that don't get near that Jerry Seinfeld guy in New York City, he's a scumbag. <laughs> so, you know, none of this is likely to happen. But, you know, in, if you're a vaguely neurotic person, look, I'll, I'll admit to this. I mean, I, I remember thinking back when I was a teenager, like, if I kiss this girl weirdly, or if I'm just a bad kisser or something, oh, but everyone will know. But, 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 <laughs> the kissing was just the most nervous part, wasn't it? Absolutely. Like, if you got through the kiss and she still wanted to keep kissing you back, you're like, I'm in. I'm done. Okay. Yep. Cool. I'm doing this right. Yeah, Clearly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the, that was the the one fatal thing you could not fuck up. Yeah. Was the first kiss. But if you if you think you got it wrong. Or, and you know, oh, I mean, oh, she didn't enjoy that all that much. But, she's going to tell everybody. It's like, oh, oh yeah. Uh, that guy kisses like he's, you know, kissing his mum or his dog or something yeah. or whatever. Like, oh. The worst the worst is when you're mid-kiss and you know you're getting it wrong. <laughs> I can't, re- <laughs> I can't Tell it's like, me. It's like abort, abort. Like, oh, that's funny. So, they used to, I remember going out. I would have been about 19, 20. And there's this girl. I'd always see her out and I'd always kiss her when I was out. But that was it. I'd just huh? kiss her when I was out and that was it. But for some reason, whenever I kissed her, it felt like my mouth was being bitten off. Oh, good lord! And for for, a, for so long, I was like, "Am I doing this wrong?" Because like, so she was like the first girl that I was sort of like, like yeah. I, just, I first just started going out, so this is the first girl I was like picking up kind yeah. of thing. I'm going, she must not be really enjoying this, but she she was always coming back. So I'm like, well, she must like the biting. But yeah. then I realized I kissed someone else and went. Oh, this is what it's supposed to feel like. Yeah. like she was biting me. So, so, so I, just, I just remember- You're like, I'm, I'm not doing this wrong. She's doing it right. I remember kissing this girl and I'm being like, this hurts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope I'm not hurting her. <laughs> is this the thing poets have been writing songs yeah. about for centuries? Yeah, I was just like, I don't like this. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> At the risk of sounding crude, I'm- Glad it didn't go any further than kissing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so they brought the bed in and Kramer agrees with George. Like, this, why even give her an option? Why even give her an option? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which... Now, nah, look, it's all it's all in good fun. But yeah, coming from, sleazy, coming from sleazy Kessler, it seems extra sleazy. Yeah, it, it just seems sleazy in general. Just any male yeah. saying, don't give her the option to sleep anywhere but your bed. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very 1989 kind of attitude, which yeah. is... Uh, even then, I mean... Uh, I know we sort of it's not, ex- not excuse a lot of stuff, but yeah. But I mean, yeah. Even in the context of a show like this, I, I don't think they're sort of condoning that. I don't think they're saying be a good dude. It's a sitcom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's why they've got Jerry being that sort of like the opposite of them, saying no, 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 no. There needs to be like he, he's the the, the normal person. <laughs> yeah. the, he's the sensible person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then we get to the airport and they're waiting for Laura, and Jerry's just really, really nervous about everything. Wouldn't it be great if you could ask a woman what she's thinking? What a world that would be if you could just ask a woman what she's thinking. You know, instead, I'm like a detective. I got to pick up clues. The whole thing's a murder investigation. Listen, listen. Don't get worked up because you're going to know the whole story the minute she steps off the plane. Really? How? Because it's all in the greeting. Uh Uh-huh. All right. If she puts the bags down before she greets you, that's a good sign. Right. You know, anything in in the lip area is good. Lip area. You know, a hug. Definitely good. Hug is definitely good. Sure. Although, what if it's one of those hugs where the shoulders are touching, the hips are eight feet apart? That's a brutal, I think. That. You know how they do that? Also, uh, you know, a, a shake is bad. Shake is bad. Yeah. But what if it's the two-hander, the hand on the bottom, the hand on the top, the warm look in the eyes? Hand sandwich. Right. Well, it's open to interpretation because so much depends on the layering uh-huh. and the quality of the wetness in the eyes. That's uh-huh. Guess who? Hey, 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 hey. 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 Good to see you. Hi. 
This is my friend George. Hi. Oh, hi. How, How nice are you? This, this is Laura. Sure, Laura, sure. <laughs> I can't believe you're here. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> oh, the bag. Yeah, sure, the bag. Oh, thank you. Well, that was an interesting greeting. Did you notice that, George? Yes, the surprise blindfold greeting. <laughs> that wasn't in the manual. <laughs> that handshake is one of the funniest things ever. Do they call it the hand sandwich at some stage? He calls it the ham sandwich. Yeah, yeah. this funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a name for everything. But then when she gives the actual handshake, he doesn't know what's going on. And it's just the, the clueless look of, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry just mid handshake, yeah. But uh, you can sort of feel sorry for Jerry, can't you? Oh, yeah. Look, I mean, just being in that kind of situation. We've, all, we've all been there. We've all, uh, at the start, George refers to Jerry as the backup. I think at some point in all of our lives, we've always known we've been the backup for somebody. Like, can can <laughs> yeah. you recall being a backup? Um, if if I was, they very generously sort of didn't refer. To I, I was once stood up on Valentine's Day after I bought a girl tickets to Gold Class. I'm waiting at Gold Class for her. She went to some other guy's place. Oh, yeah. that is a terrible, terrible. Yeah, I burn. was the backup. Oh, because she was she wasn't sure whether he was going to be knocking off work. And and, and he, he got off work early, and oh. then she went to his place and left me. With, gold class. with two gold class tickets and, and a broken heart. Yeah, I just called my mate. We just we had a great time. What do, you, <laughs> do you remember what you watched? Um, that was to see episode three of Star Wars. Oh. So I was taking to see Star Wars anyway, so I was never going to work. <laughs> so three of all. Yeah, exactly. She probably- but, see, but see, this girl liked Star Wars though. Okay. Yeah. But she, and also clearly like the guy who got off work early. <laughs> That's, oh. I'm, look, I'm sure I've been plan B or, you know, backup dude. I, I, at, at many a stage in my life. I was life. always the nice guy. I was friend-zoned you're still so often. You still are the nice guy. I try to be. But <laughs> have you ever been friend-zoned? I was always friend-zoned. So, not yes. always, but so many times. And that feeling of knowing, oh, wait, I've just been spiked into the friend zone. It's like, yeah, yeah I pretty it is now. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> we shouldn't, uh, you know, diss the friend zone too much. Friendship is a very nice thing to have. Um, but yes, when you- Is uh, it? <laughs> <laughs> You can never have too many friends, Dando. But having said that, I mean, it's like, oh, I'd really like us to be more than friends. Yeah. And, yeah, and to be sort of that close and know for, and you know that, like, this is this is where you stop, pal. This yeah. is where the road ends for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, I guess. End of the line. End of the line. It's, it can be a bit da- uh, disheartening. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yes, I've certainly had that in the past. I mean, I'm still getting friend zoned. Just don't tell Nicola. I won't. <laughs> Nicola. And we trust that none of you will either. Hey, Nicola friends owns me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy, come sit on the couch. <laughs> no, over there. <laughs> Not this couch. <laughs> Go sit with Jet. <laughs> um, yeah, so that airport, they've, they've picked up Laura. They've taken her back to um, to Jerry's house. Now, the reason I say I feel sorry for Jerry is she's given him all the signals that she wants a piece of Jerry. Uh, unbuttons the shirt, dims the lights, yes, that's- asks for some wine. Takes her shoes off, gets all comfortable. I know she's just getting comfortable, but You're still most think, guys look at this and go, yeah, hmm, she's getting comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> this is my space and she is being very comfortable in my space. Um, and unfortunately, takes the phone call. Yeah. Which, uh, oh, she talking to a friend? Oh, this sounds, you know, it sounds like a nice friendly conversation. Oh, that's that's nice. And uh, she's talking about what's going up. Never get engaged. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Jerry's acting here was great because you can, you can hear all that going through his head. Just with his facial expression, yeah. he's like, yeah, "This is I'm gonna have to listen to this. What's going on here?" The first <laughs> thing should have been, "Why was someone calling his apartment for her?" Oh, that's- shouldn't that be the first thing? I'm, How did they get my number? Yeah, yeah. You sort of got to put yourself well, in, he, in, a, he, in a pre-mobile phone state of mind. He didn't it's like- find it odd that someone had called his apartment for her. 
He's well, like, yeah. like, oh yeah, sure, she's here. It's for you. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> you're you're at the you're at the what the twenty five minute stage or whatever. It's like, yeah, let's move this along. Yeah, yeah. Let, yeah. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, she, well, she reveals that she's engaged, and yeah, poor Jerry. And that's it. That's uh, or after after he'd committed to a five hour boat ride. After- <laughs> Showing around New York. In the I can't, I can't wait for the boat ride. Oh, me neither. No. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that. Does he wrap up with a the, the wrap up stand up? Is the um is talking about how guys the wolf whistle and the honking the horn, yeah. which was pretty damn funny. It is because yeah. to this day people still do that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. Look, it's it's not cutting edge material. I mean, it's very much sort of your typical uh, it's just nightclub stand up yeah. stuff. But I mean. It's yeah, there's a reason Seinfeld is Seinfeld. I mean, he's really good at that observational yeah. kind of stuff. I mean, it's stuff that everybody can relate to, but it's done with, you know, great polish and finesse and great delivery. Even the, so, yeah, the tone in which he says it, yeah. yeah. This is why Seinfeld has stood the test of time is that he said, like, G-rated him. It's not G-rated, but it's still family-friendly. Yeah, that's the way, the way he delivers it, what he's, he doesn't, he never swears. Yeah, it's it's very it's very sophisticated yeah. and, and it's very, you know, well put together, but yeah. It's I mean, not you, confrontational, it's not provocative, it's just humour that you can, you can just laugh at. Absolutely. Relatable and just find it funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that, that's just why I think Seinfeld's just been so successful and you can watch his stand-up from, this was recorded in 1989, maybe 88. Yeah, and it still works. It still works now, still relatable yeah. now. It's just everyday humour. Absolutely. But yeah. Uh, the Seinfeld Chronicles, good news, bad news, I thought was a really solid pilot. It didn't set up the show because I didn't know whether it was going to be a show or not. No. You know what I mean? But it still, it introduced characters that would eventually become who we know and love. Yeah, just a bunch of like, well, just a good, you know, 25, 26 minutes or whatever it lasted, yeah. how long it lasted. Just a good central premise with good little sort of, um, you know, bits all the way through it. I mean, the, the laundromat scene or the, the first Kessler scene, they're not necessarily related to the whole thing with Laura, but- no. uh, you know, they sort of flesh out the world a bit. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a it was a real, it was a good episode, and I mean, like you said, not an indicator of where of what Seinfeld was going to be. No, no, anything like they that. Got but, far uh, wackier, and they it did lack that female aspect. I will give it yeah. that. But they Elaine comes. Oh in the next yeah, episode, let's so. yeah, let's uh, yeah. We can never, 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 never downplay the uh, the great effect that Julia Louis Dreyfus yeah. had on the show I, when she appears in the next episode. The next episode is called The Stakeout. So in two weeks' time, we're going to be here to review The Stakeout. I'm looking forward to that one. I as am I. That's the one where Jerry they reveal that she's his ex girlfriend, Elaine's Joe's ex girlfriend, and they're at a party and Jerry really likes a girl, but Elaine's like ruining it for him without realizing that she's ruining it for uh. him. Yeah, <laughs> it's um it's pretty funny stuff. So that's The Stakeout. But yeah, thank you guys for listening to our review of the Seinfeld Chronicles slash Good News Bad News. We were going to do a mailbag, but we've gone for an hour and a half. Oh, good lord. So, I thought we might leave the mailbag for next week. So, don't worry. Your questions have been read. They're here in the notes. We'll we'll tighten it up (laughs) for next week. I feel like this is the show, though, if you're going to go off on tangents and talk about nothing, this is the one. We might as well do the same. Yeah. Absolutely. Let us know, though. So, we've got an email, talkingseinfeld at gmail.com. Send through your questions there. Let us know what you think of the show and just what you want from the show as well, whether you want us to cut out the (laughs) random banter about Guy going to the laundromat. Yeah. Which I thought was good, good stuff. <laughs> I, I liked hearing about the, the woman who chewed Dando's face off. <laughs> she still haunts my dreams. <laughs> I thought it would have been about the two evil, years ago. The evil succubus of the Geelong nightclub. It would have been about two years ago. We were at a car and car and I could have sworn I'd seen her. But maybe I was just having flashbacks because that's now a night. That used to be the nightclub. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It used to be Room 99 in Geelong. So maybe I was just like, that's the corner where I had my face bitten off. It's kind of like, you know, when the, when the alien, when, it's, when the thing comes out of its oh, mouth? Oh, no. That's what it was like. Oh, no. Like she would, it would like, I don't want, I don't want to describe it. It just oh, wasn't there's good. Some, there's some poor dude out there who's probably just like subjected there's, to that all the time. That's the best I can get. Yeah. <laughs>
How do I break it to her that she's biting my face? But I, the thing is, I would have told her, but I thought it was me. And it wasn't until I kissed somebody else that I went, oh, oh. It's, it's, not, it's not me, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you once again, guys. TalkingSeinfeld at gmail.com. If you want to send through your questions. But for now, I'm Dando. I'm Guy. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Cheers. See you then.